Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtagbasketball.com, the very best site on the entire internet for fantasy tools and analysis. Go there today so you can win your league. It's as simple as that. I don't know. I don't know what you're waiting for. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, it's a good day. I feel like uh, there's been yeah. a lot of craziness in the NBA. I guess that's sometimes good and sometimes bad, right? Um, as always, there's always something going on. Uh, we're in week 12 already, which is pretty crazy. We're in a new year. Happy New Year, everyone out there. Happy New uh, Year to you, Tyler. So all the uh, all the teams keep saying that this is what the that they wait till the new year to fully evaluate their roster and decide who they're going to trade for. So who are they all going to trade for, Michael? I thought that's what we came here for. That's going to be. I think it's going to be a really interesting because um, the league's wide open, right? I think it's going to be a very interesting trade deadline because between now and the trade deadline uh, around the right before the All Star break. Now I wish they. I, I don't know why they got rid of that. I know they didn't want like players talking about trades during the all-star game. They kind of want to be about the all-star game. Like also I, I want to hear, I want you to corner uh, these guys during the all-star game and be like, Hey, you think you're going to get traded? Well, you just want that for your own personal enjoyment. Yeah, of course that, that that counts. This is an entertainment product. Yes. I want that. I want that for me to be more entertained. Um, I think the trade deadline this year could get super weird because there's not that many teams out of it. Like the Rockets have 10 wins and they are only six games back of 10th in the West. Very strange. I I, I would uh, not expected the Rockets, especially um, how bad they are to even be that close at this point. But yeah, that play in gives everybody an extra little bit of incentive, which was the whole point. Uh, well, uh, and of doing that. Here's the other thing too. You could see a team, and this is one reason why I think the Pacers kind of want to trade away some of their big pieces and get picks. Is like you could skyrocket to the bottom fairly quickly. Like the Magic and the Pistons only have seven wins, and the Rockets have ten. Then Indiana's right there. Like there are two teams with thirteen, and then Indiana is one of three teams with fourteen wins. So if you're the Pacers and you sell off most or all of your pieces and basically just decide to tank, you could easily, easily, easily have the fourth worst record in the league in no time. Oh yeah. They're not going to, they're not going to be Orlando or Detroit. Like they're not going to tank harder than that, but that actually third is within, within reach. Cause for some reason, the Pelicans and the Rockets, they they're winning games. Right. And so that's what I mean. So I, I think maybe that's a, a bigger incentive for some of these teams to go to the bottom is, there's not that many teams at the bottom. So if you go to the bottom, you can get to the bottom fairly easily. There are far too many contenders. I am absolutely shocked that um, six teams have 20 wins in the East right now. Six teams are actually all the teams for the first time in a very long time, all the teams who are currently qualified for the playoffs. I'm not counting the ninth and 10th seeds the playing games are at 50% or above. When was the last time the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference had was at 50%? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been, been a, a long time. It's been a long time since the Chicago Bulls have been on top of the Eastern all, Conference, baby. All 16 teams currently in the playoffs, if you don't count the play-in, have a 500 record or better. 
I do not count the plan. Um, I made some very interesting bets uh, at the beginning of the season. And right now, uh, the Clippers, I bet both the Clippers and the Lakers to make the play-in tournament. That's looking good. Those are both looking the Clippers, good. Clippers, though, might Clippers be looking On the bad. way down. Yeah, Clippers yeah. are on the way down and the Lakers on the way up. By the end of the season, Lakers might be in the sixth spot, fifth spot, and the, the Clippers might be the 11th, 12th spot. So I'll miss both. That's my luck, I'm sure. Um. The West is very interesting because I'm not sure that I can find 10 teams I think that should be in the play-ins. Yeah, I don't think the Kings, T-Wolves, and the way the Lakers are playing, they're not a playoff team. I'm sorry. They're just not. Um, well, but then the team, the only teams that could replace them are like the Spurs, Spurs, who have 14 wins, the Trailblazers, who have 14 wins and look bad. The I don't know what it is about the Spurs, but I, I, I like them. They don't win – games but every time i watch them play i'm kind of like this i like this team's frisky i kind of like this too you know the spurs are are a, f- a funnish team to watch they don't have a lot of like star level talent but they just i mean I, maybe it's the popovich magic i don't know but they just they play a good brand of basketball yeah i guess that's the real issue is that there is no top player on that team i mean uh DeJounte Murray has been playing like a um, elite, uh, potentially all-star player. Uh, and I, I would be happy to see him in the all-star game uh, this season, but they don't have your kind of like Paul George ask LeBron James, uh, DeMar DeRozan ask type killer on the team. Yeah. And that's kind of makes them cool that they might make the play in and they, you know, could potentially make the playoffs as a team with without that. Yeah, I like that. I, I think the play-in has been very successful. Um, and right now, like we said in the in the previous episode, we it's hard to fully, um, I guess, give advice on who to pick up, who to uh, who you should be playing the waiver wires with uh, moving forward in this intermediate time. Uh, simply because of all the COVID protocols, people coming in and out, in and out. Um, all these new players coming uh, out of the G League are getting signed to 10-day contracts, guys coming off the bench who we've never seen play before. Uh, but we do now have a little bit of a, a small sample size theater of those players. And I thought it would be very helpful to, at least for the next week or two, because this is really you're only going to be this information might be good for the next week or two. And then I'll let you Tyler talk about why this information might be uh, good or bad moving forward. If any of these players kind of break out, uh, I wanted to go through some of the, um, the box scores in the last few days of some of the players and get, uh, get your take and I'll throw my take in there as well uh, on whether you think this guy is worth rostering uh, over the next week, the next month uh, or not at all. Does that sound, that sounds pretty fair. We're kind of doing like a COVID um all-star COVID tour. week month or not at all game i'm i'm here for it oh yeah the the covid uh, times all-stars which is a f- terrible that's a terrible name we should throw that right in the garbage uh i will not mention that one again uh, but i want to start out with what i i actually think a guy who um is, is this playing... kyle guy are you making a joke already michael no not yet that's for later but we have a lot. Uh, I mean, everybody's out, so I'm not even going to go through the people who are out. Um, I do want to real quick uh, pour one out for our boy Ricky Rubio. Uh, we'll be out for the rest of the season. 
Uh, that is honestly tragic. I think, I just think Ricky Rubio's uh, career is just, I don't know. It's just peppered with like, you know, going to mediocre teams and him playing very well on those mediocre teams and propping up those mediocre teams. I just feel like he never got a chance to um, play with a group of players that would have um, extenuated his skills. That's probably true. And Ricky Rubio always seemed to, to have the injury at the bad time, right? Like, yeah. I mean, and you see him like playing for Spain now, and he's obviously like the best player on that Spanish national team. And it's been a really weird career for Ricky Rubio and, and a really interesting player and a great passer. And so, yeah, he's out for the rest of the season and probably part of next year. And um, it could be the end of Ricky Rubio as what at prime Ricky Rubio too, because he's already 31. Um, obviously it's the second time he tore that ACL. So not, not great. Yeah, absolutely tragic. Um, with Sexton and Rubio out somehow Cleveland keeps winning games. Um, I don't know if it's just that Kevin Love decided he wanted to play basketball again, if that's what's uh, holding up this team. Uh, Jared Allen obviously making the leap. Evan Mobley being, uh, in my opinion, still should be favorite for rookie of the year. Go put a, a few dollars on, on Evan Mobley right now, even though he was out. The guy is absurd. But really, Darius Garland's going to come back uh, off of his injury, and he's going to be green-lighted playing 34 minutes a game, nothing you can do about it. Um, is there anyone else? Is, is Brandon Goodwin, uh, Dean Wade, any of these uh, uh, any of these guys kind of like um, stand out to you as replacement players uh, so far with all these injuries and people out for Cleveland? Or is it really just going to be the Darius Garland show? And then if you can get Darius Garland right now, go do that. Well, and they just, Okoro just got hurt, right, in their last game, and he's out for two to three weeks now, too. Yeah. So they've got another injury there. They are extremely thin kind of on the wings. They don't really have a wing to play, especially right now with some guys out. Um, They're playing, they four, are, playing four centers at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, right? Um, and the guy maybe to pick up here in the short term is uh, Kevin Pangos. A guy yeah. Mike has probably never even heard of. Um, uh, no, nope. I, I, I had a Kevin Pangos once. Right? So In Spain. He, it was delicious. There's shrimp. It was uh, fantastic. He has started the last three games for them. Um, he Stats are not fantastic, but he is averaging 4.7 rebounds in 25 minutes a game. Not bad. Um, which is something that you like, right? And he's a little bit of a playmaker, like a point guard type. They don't really have a point guard right now with Darius Garland out. Uh, obviously, Love, Markman, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, they're going to do the majority of the scoring. Um, but Pangos could be a little bit of a playmaker and maybe a short-term add if you need assists. Um, as far as their other guys in this roster, nah, I'm, I'm staying away, man. I'm staying away from anybody else. I'll, I'll stream Pangos funny assists other than that. Yeah, and actually, uh, my bad, because he, I thought – uh garland was injured and i think he did tweak something not that long ago but i'm he's actually just on covid protocols and he is going to be off covid protocols um like right now so depending on his uh garland's uh, uh, you know conditioning you should see him by the end of the week uh and then it'll be interesting to see who they uh they you know spice in here 
uh, but I don't know if any of those guys, other than like you're saying, uh, Pangos, like the, I don't know if any of them are standout players. Uh, I don't think any of them make my COVID All Star list. I said I was going to say that again. God damn it! I'm just. How I, you know long what? is I'm, your gonna, COVID All Star list? Is this like uh, just uh, starting five, or is this the? It's six to uh, six to ten days or two negative tests. That's how long my. That's how long my <laughs> list is. Um, actually, somebody I want to put on there is Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin has had flashes of um, interesting brilliance, followed by um, just not being able to stay on the court. But now that Julius Randle is um, out, um, now that's uh, he's been out for a little while with uh, on COVID protocol. Um, and then like the rest of the team is uh, either got COVID protocol or injured. They're looking to Obi, Obi Toppin uh, to play a lot. And he's also been producing quite well. Is Obi Toppin like a kind of a, a must, ro- must roster right now, which I think he is. And then what is his long-term, what is this long-term effect of a, uh, a player that young playing this well, uh, even though, and I think here's the big caveat, Coach Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau, we know how he rolls when it comes to uh, guys who don't play defense. Well, Randall just cleared protocols this morning. Yes. So I, that's the problem with Toppin. That's why I don't think I want to keep him anymore is when Randall's back, they're going to play Randall crazy minutes. And Toppin's lack of defense is probably going to keep him in that 10 to 15 minute per game role we saw for most of the season. And yeah, I mean, can anybody be standardly relevant in 10 to 15 minutes? Like no one's in a while. That's about it. Yeah. Who's also on this team and also uh, out for COVID. So um, yeah. Oh, I mean, I like the flashes of Obi Toppin. It makes me want to keep an eye on him in the future. Uh, But since the Knicks will be playoff bound, Tom Thibodeau is still the coach and they're going to play Randall about 55 minutes a game somehow. They, um, I have a feeling Toppin's short term will be okay for the next like week or ish. But then if you see those minutes drop off immediately, which like we said, Tom Thibodeau is a lunatic, uh, run away, run away from Obi Toppin. As a Bulls fan, I'm sure you know, you know how to run away from, from Tom Thibodeau coach players. Yeah, eventually their knees all uh, shatter into a thousand pieces. So uh, there's one, one that, that might have some staying power. I want to get your thoughts on this. So I'll ask okay. you this one. This one might be not as much COVID related as just injuries. Uh, Marcus Morris, in his last 11 games played, which is not the Clippers' the last 11 games played, mind you, because he missed some time yeah. himself, um, he is averaging 19 points, 5.8 rebounds, 2.4 assists and 2.4 three-pointers made on 47.8% from the field and 86% from the free throw line. Um, We talked about this the last time, right? That the Clippers need a number one scorer with both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George hurt and potentially hurt for the rest of the season. Um, Morris looks like he's going to be that guy averaging, like I said, 19 points a game over the last 11. Yeah. I don't think, they have a choice, right? It's uh, I'm sure they that's not ideally what they want to uh, they want to see, uh, but Paul George is done. 
Like I, I, I know they're going to reevaluate him in three or four weeks, but like Paul George is, is gone. Like he's not, I don't think he's coming back. And what I worry a little bit about, right. With Marcus Morris is that, you know, he can put up crazy numbers, but then he can like kind of disappear off the court. Like, he Oh, can... there are some bad games yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, just in that 11 game stretch, right. I mentioned he's averaging 19 points a game. I'd like you to tell me, Michael, how many times in the last 12 games he's scored two points or less? Ooh, at least five times. Twice. Okay. Oh, all right. It's a little bit better than I thought. So he's had that's pretty bad. Uh, a lot of t- 20 point games. They're basically, he's only in the last 12 games, he scored over 20 points eight times. Then he has a two-point game, a two-point game, a 12-point game, and a 17-point game in that stretch. It's so, I mean, that's one of those set and forgets. Like, you see the two-point game, you can't take them out. You see the 18-point game, you can't predict the two-point game is coming. You just got to take the averages and, and look and, and look away. But he's going to be a top 100 player, I think, for the rest of the season, just because as long as he's playing, right? Because yeah. – by hook or by crook, like if you're scoring 19 with six rebounds a game, like you're in the top 100. Yeah, rest of the season, I think he's got to be. Um, he's only under 66 percent of Yahoo leagues too. Really? So I mean, he's out there in a lot of leagues. Top 100 player, maybe just sitting on your waiver wire to scoop up. Do you think uh, Chris Boucher is uh, is rostered in more leagues? And Do if I so, th- why? <laughs> I, I guess think we can he, look. He probably is. Yeah. I would I would say that he is. Chris Boucher is owned in 76% of There it is. Yep, he is. Now, what, what do you think about the uh, the resurgence of Chris Boucher actually playing minutes? Uh, it's going to last as long as those guys are out, right? I mean, like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he's going to win back that job playing in when those guys are out for COVID. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the Raptors are an interesting team. And I think we should keep an eye on them but i'm not like like i'm rostering boucher off the waiver wire but i'm not like trading for him i'm probably trying to move him because i don't think that's going to last uh well i guess ochua and burst did play in the last game right so yeah. you gotta, gotta like that's, that that's what i'm wondering is like ananobi was back so y'all can play chris barnes or chris barnes they're basically their whole lineup in this game against the knicks now how much did Boucher play once the game was out of hand? I, that I can't answer because I was not watching that one. Um, yeah, that's fair. I don't know if this was, you know, bullshit time and he just got the the bullshit uh, in the game uh, garbage minutes or, or what was going on here. So I did. Oh, well, he did played. Oh, he played over Achua um, in the game before that against the Clippers. He played twenty three. Achua played nine. Um, Ken Burch played nineteen. So he played over those two. We had this uh, question on, on Twitter the other day. Um, Pascal Siakam or Brandon Ingram? Whew. Pascal Siakam or Brandon Ingram? Now, rest, I went with Siakam. Right. I went with Siakam in this. For one general reason, Siakam's going to get you those defensive stats, right? And so they're both going to score well and rebound and, and do those things. But Ingram just never really gets you much in the defensive stat categories. And that's that hurts him, man. That hurts his ceiling. Yeah, and I feel like that Pelicans team is weird 
where like um i just don't really know like if they want to win or if they want to lose if they want to uh how they're rotating people in and out of that roster like it just has a weird vibe to it while the raptors i feel like they raptors know who they are these guys have played together for a very long time and siakam knows um how he fits into this team and then the counting stats get like the counting stats give him the edge and then like the fact that the raptors are going to continue to use him properly gives him another edge and i so i have to go with siakam for the rest of the season over brandon ingram but it is close brandon ingram's still a great player oh for sure let's keep moving through these teams um i don't think i care about anyone on indiana no offense to Indiana plus. That Come on, one. you don't want Kiefer Sykes? I don't want Kiefer Sykes. I'm not, I'm not terribly interested. In, I guess I'll stream him. <laughs> He's starting, Who wouldn't right? wouldn't you stream, Michael? That's the question. I stream anybody. Um, yeah, I guess, do you do you stream Kiefer Sykes? All right, you brought him up. Is he, worth he, had it? Te- he had 10 and 5, stealing a block in their last game against the Cavs. That's true. He started. The guy, the guy probably minutes? just... The stream, who I don't think is owning that many leagues, is Justin Holiday. Yeah. Justin Holiday's good. 35% owned. Had a good game last time out. 18-3-3, steal block. Made six three-pointers. Like, I, I'd definitely be streaming Justin Holiday. They're going to have to rework their offense to go through uh, – uh, Sabonis as a playmaker, and then Justin Holiday uh, is going to do old old school Justin Holiday things, I, I would assume. Why not? Yeah. Because there's no one else doing much on this. You know, I guess Dwayne Washington did take 17 shots in this game. Yeah, well, they just don't have any wings. I mean, they played Justin Anderson, who I think has been out of the league for a couple of years, hasn't he? Yes. Same with Lance Stevenson, who played 12 yeah. minutes. Shout That's out I mean. to Lance. Like all their guards and wings are in the protocols. So they just don't, they just have to have to play somebody. Justin Holiday played 37 minutes, dude. Yeah, that's the guy I would go with. Uh, Dwayne Washington, Kiefer Sykes. The minutes are nice, so you know, do what you want to do with that information. Uh, stream them if you'd like. Uh, deeper leagues, play them. Uh, but Justin Holiday is probably the go-to here. And then Dante Sabonis is probably going to go off like almost every night. He had 32, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, and a block. Um, is this finally like the sell high period for Dante Sabonis? I mean, how high can you sell Demonte Sabonis? Yeah, I don't know because, like, I don't know if the he's one of those like mid-market teams, not a big name. Um, if you are into fantasy basketball, obviously he's a big name to you, right? You could you get second-round value out of him? You probably drafted see, him in the second I, or third round. That's what I mean. Like, I don't think you're selling him that high because. I don't think anyone's buying him super high. Like, I guess it would depend on who I'm trading for and what my team needs. I also feel like the Montes is one of those players, like, if you have him, he's probably kind of the crux of your build in a lot of ways. So, like, do you even sell it? Yeah, is it too much of a um, disruptor? Like, you can never replace Dantes. Like, that's why those guys are in, the, in that second, third round. There's a couple of very unique players. you got your... Uh, uh, Shea Gilders Alexander's, where you got a guard getting a lot of rebounds. You have a Dante Sabonis, you have a, uh, a forward center getting lots of assists and uh, hitting threes. Like, there's such a unique build. There's no one to one replacement for that guy. The, the player I would be trying to sell extremely high on right now would be LeBron. Yes. LeBron. Uh, second overall. 
Yes. You could probably get anybody not named Jokic, KD. Steph Curry? Hard. I'd take Steph Curry for him. But I'd 100% take Steph Curry. I don't know if I'm if I have Steph Curry, if I'm trading for LeBron. Well, that's but but I think most people are LeBron has the the mystique of being the best player in the league, right? He's playing outstanding He's, right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I think you can convince most managers, like, hey, I'm giving you LeBron. Yeah, um, here's a here's a trade I would do that that may seem like a little outside the box, right? You okay. could get yourself someone like Donovan Mitchell and Zach Levine. Donovan Mitchell Ooh. and like two guys that kind of seem like they're third or fourth round players, maybe to somebody. Yeah. What about like a DeJounte Murray and Donovan Mitchell? Oh, I do that for LeBron. Hell yeah. We, we, the problem is, is that I think we talked about this is that usually the best player, whoever gets the best player is, the, is winning this uh, deal. There's obviously going to depend on your team. And then obviously also LeBron does basically two to three players worth of stats in one single start. Yeah, but how long can LeBron at what thirty seven now? Yeah, thirty keep up this crazy. Yeah, seven, eight, seven. Thirty seven. Just turn. I don't know. I don't know. He's LeBron. Maybe. He's he sleeps in a cryogenic chamber. You know. Yeah, but he's he's on the injury report like every game with that abdominal thing still, and so I, at some point, right when Anthony Davis comes back, he's going to take off. He's going to take like two weeks off. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's realistically possible. And so now is the moment because LeBron's getting all the headlines yep. right now. Deservedly so. He's been playing fantastic. Right now is the moment I'd be trying to trade LeBron for the home run package. Yeah. The, get, a, get a nice package. The give me Trey Young and your third or fourth best player for LeBron. Give me Embiid and Terrence Ross. Yeah, you might even be able to get more than Terrence Ross. You might be able to get like Embiid and hmm, who's like just outside the top fifty. Chris J- Middleton type. Jalen Brown, not after that fifty point game, but yeah, someone like that. Gordon Hayward. Give me, give me Gordon Hayward and Joel Embiid, and I'll give you LeBron. Yeah, very doable. Like one of those type deals. Those are the kind of deals I'm trying to make. Now, if it's like okay. You know, you can. I'm trading LeBron, and I have to give you. You know what I mean? And you're giving me Lamelo Ball. Well, no, I'll just. I might just keep LeBron in that sense. You know I, mean? I don't know. I want to. I want to make like the home run deal. Yeah, me too. But I want to make that home run deal with LeBron right now because his stock is never going to be higher, right? Yes. I don't want to just get like oh, I might win that trade. You might win that trade. I want to get the home run. Yeah, it's like I'm winning this trade, and you're getting LeBron. You should be happy. You're getting LeBron. Right. And that's why I almost want to go for like the two player thing, right? Like, give me Lamelo Ball, and give me, I don't know, Evan Mobley. Give me Derek White. Give me Julius Randle. Yeah, I'm definitely winning those trades, right? I want to definitely win the trade. I like those. I like those trades. That's good advice. Definitely so high on the Bron. Speaking of Terrence Ross, go pick him up. What are you? What are you doing? Orlando's got a bunch of people out. Go, go Dude, pick up. Orlando, Trump. man. Have you tried the experience in Orlando game in the last few weeks? That's I just been... watched a, a, a Bulls Orlando game and it was a rough experience. <laughs> it's been a wild, it's been a wild existence there in life. Um, Franz Wagner, though, I was that guy is playing well. 
he's more than i finally got um like a full game's worth like i've seen highlights i've seen him play it here and there but like we're in the middle of the season and there was a chance for that orlando team to win uh against the bulls and because the bulls were playing like absolute garbage and france dude france wagner's gonna be a staple in this league if you're in a dynasty league i you probably don't have to tell you that because you've already been uh, excited about him anyway but I think for, uh, Franz Wagner, like next year, is definitely someone I'm targeting in those mid rounds where you're like, how much are you going to pay for? You, you drafted that guy like two rounds early. It's like, yep, yeah, I drafted that guy in the sixth round instead of the eighth round. Yes, I did. And not feel bad about it whatsoever. Yeah. He's got, I think he's just, he's got a lot of potential. Um, I want to submit to the COVID All Stars maybe a top tier, um, I guess, entry. Omir Yurtsvinson, one of the greatest Yurtsvinsons to ever play, uh, to play the game, has been holding it down with Bam Adebayo out in Miami, um, kind of doing like really absurd stuff for a guy who uh, has only played like a handful of times <laughs> before uh, the beginning of, uh, December. He's a rebound monster. He scores pretty decently. He gets good steals. He's not bad at blocks. He's probably only going to be, um, I guess, important until Miami gets healthy. But like, is this a guy who gets like a little bit more rotation time in the future just because he is kind of like pretty good? Yeah, I think – so this is the, the guys that are interesting, right, is guys like him who have done things that um, are elite, right? Like he's been an elite rebounder since he's gotten this opportunity. And so that could parlay him into an actual role going forward when Bam Adebayo is back, right? And so I think these guys are the most interesting guys to me from this whole COVID experience that we've had over the last couple of weeks is like – can a guy like this who probably never would have really gotten an opportunity otherwise parlay that opportunity into even a 15 or a 20 minute per game role. And in 20 minutes per game, this guy might average 10 rebounds. Yeah. Like legitimately like 10 and 10, 12 and eight, maybe even a steal in there every once in a while, half steal, half a block. Yeah. That's so, like a top, that's like a top 120, 125 player in, um, he also potentially lost Jimmy Butler for a while on Monday night, right? Um, he went down with that injury, and it didn't look good. Didn't look great. And he had to be helped off the floor, which is never a good sign. It does open up more time, once again, for Caleb Martin to come in, who I think is also another, um, I guess, injury, um, lots of people out, all-star. Yeah, he's played played pretty well, and you know, Tyler Hero obviously doing Tyler Hero things. Um Kyle guys even came in and and scored some points for the heat. And so that's a guy that maybe they try to keep around if this Jimmy Butler injury, you know, goes for, for a long term and we don't really know the specifics on it yet. Um, But it's something to watch for sure. And uh, so, yeah, um, the heat are just a team in, in a little bit of flux and it's impressive that they're still 23 and 15 after all the craziness yeah after that many injuries that many people out for various reasons they, i don't think they've played like almost more than two or three games with the full roster 
Um, they find a way. Spoles, uh, Spoles a great coach, um, believe it or not. And uh, yeah, I think Caleb Martin, Omir's the, the go-tos, as long as they're playing starters minutes, they're going to give you starters um, like stats and they should be rostered in a lot more leagues. Um, let's keep trucking through. What do you think about your boy, Maxi Kleber, while Chris Tapps is out? Um, so Kleber just came back from being in the COVID protocol. So him, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Luka Doncic have all played in the last two games for the Mavs. Um, Kleber is very good. It'll be interesting to see how much they play him. Um, they don't have a, a ton of choice right now, but they like to keep his minutes around 30 per game um, at maximum because he's had some injury issues in the past. Uh, the blocks are back for Kleber. Kleber looks really healthy. So if you need a block a game, probably around 10 points, like five rebounds and the occasional steal um, and a couple three-pointers, that's what Kleber can give you. So if that's the kind of guy you're looking for, um, he'll be good. I think you should be looking for that guy. I think he's going to have a great few weeks uh, with um, Chris Stapps out. He's just, think- he's just like a constant, like really decent, good player, even like in limited minutes and his minutes aren't going to be limited. Right. And I think you'll see Dallas kind of make this shift as the, the season progresses too. that Cleaver's the guy, the guy that probably sticks around maybe on your roster, because I think the Mavs realize that their best lineup in the playoffs is, Porzingis playing the five and Kleber playing the floor, the four. So mm-hmm. they're probably going to start using that lineup more and more as we get down the stretch here. Cause they don't want to overtax either one of those two big men, right? Like both those guys have had some serious injury problems in the past, but when push comes to shove, right. They're the two guys that they want in there uh, to try to win the games in the playoffs. So eventually you got to start using that lineup more and more as the, as you to get ready for the postseason. So I think that's going to happen. Absolutely. Uh, over to Minnesota, uh, Nas Reed, Pat Bev still holding it down while uh, D'Angelo and Carl Anthony Tanz are out. Those guys probably going to come back. Uh, I will give a shout out to Greg Monroe for being uh, coming out of no, uh, out of, out of, I don't know what league he was playing in or where he was uh, and putting down a, a nice number, but I think the, the, the Greg Monroe times are over with, but I, I would like to see Greg Monroe end up on a, on a, on a roster before the playoffs. And I think he might. Dude, we've but, seen, a lot of these types of guys, right, who've been out of the league for a minute, come back and, and actually do some useful things. Brandon Knight looked good for the Mavs for a couple games. Yeah. Um, Isaiah Thomas has had a couple of games with the Lakers and the Mavs. Um, and there have been a number of these players who just haven't been in the league. Lance Stevenson, we mentioned earlier, right, like just haven't been in the league for a while and they're doing things. That's been cool. That's been the cool part of this COVID um, situation is, We've seen some old faces and some old faces do some things that we were used to seeing them do uh, in some cases like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Long time ago, which is wild. I, I think that's pretty, I always think that's really cool when somebody comes out of nowhere, does something absurd. Uh, but Pat Bev, Nazri continue to roster those guys while the starters are out. I don't really think we have to tell you that. I want to uh, also give a shout out to Josh Giddy, getting the, the youngest guy to get the triple double in the NBA ever. So shout out to him. Giddy, take out his terrible percentages, and for the year, he's been pretty darn good. 11, 7.3, 6.4 assists, a steal, half a block, and a three-pointer made. Um, the percentages have been bad, but Giddy's, Giddy's something real, man. Yeah, like I've been. Be, he's going to be a big-time fantasy option in a couple of years, I think. 
Absolutely. I've been sitting on him in a couple roto leagues for a while and that has paid off. Um, I just, he's got what it takes. Like he's got it. Like he's got whatever that is. He's got it. And he puts absurd that those are absurd numbers for a big old point guard uh, to put those uh, over the last, like, you know, month or so. He's just, he's been playing good enough to be rostered. So you should go roster him. You should go do that. Uh, same with Kyle Kuzma. He's been playing uh, well enough to be rostered as well. Um, what do you think about the return of Thomas Bryant? Allegedly returning at the end of this month. Um, Put him on your IR? Probably not because you got everybody else on your IR. Man, that's – I don't know. I don't think you have room. At least mostly I don't have room to – Yeah, to I don't. Um, he's – I mean, it's been a year, right? He had the ACL surgery last February. Um, so and, and when he's supposed to be coming back, it'll be a year on the shelf. Um, we see a lot of times, too, with ACL guys. Now, Thomas Bryant isn't like a, a big-time jump shooter. He takes two threes a game. That jumper's a little slow to come back. Um, so I'm not rushing out to get him for sure. Now, if you're telling me I do have an IR spot open. Somehow. Right, and like my options on the – waiver wire thomas bryant and everyone below thomas bryant and sure i'll pick thomas bryant up throw him on my IR, pick up somebody else for a while um but i don't think thomas bryant's going to be a super difference maker you know starting a season in february and like by the time your fantasy playoffs roll around he's just going to be kind of heating up to playing 27 minutes a game i think that won't be too bad. Clay Thompson's coming back this week. Clay Thompson is coming back this week. I, I mean, he should be on a roster. So uh, um, trade for, hold, or trade away Clay Thompson. Ooh. That's a great question. I would probably trade him away if I can get anyone. I think we said this in the past with around Clay Thompson, you know. Um, oh, I think trade away is 100% the answer. I think trade Clay Thompson's name value top 75 is going to be better than his actual value this season coming back from a torn ACL and a torn Achilles. He hasn't played like in three or four years, right? Um, or less than that, but he hasn't played in a very long time. People have this, uh, for, he's a huge name. People have this idea of how good he is, blah, blah, blah. He's coming back from all those surgeries. He's going to be rusty. He's not going to be playing at, at like full level. The minutes are going to be limited to start when he comes back. And on top His of that. His last game was the 2019 NBA Finals. That's in wild. June 2019. That is so absolutely he's- wild. Two and a half years he hasn't played. Yeah, that Two feels like years. that feels like nine or ten years ago at this point, after all the bullshit that's happened since then. So people in their mind have this very high idea of clay. And he's gonna come back, like we said, in limited minutes. But on top of that, the league has shifted where a lot of players do what clay did. If you go look at what he was doing when he was a hundred percent, uh when he in his last few seasons, uh, which Hopefully he gets back to that level, but like a lot of players do what he does now. A lot more players do what he does now. So he's not a novelty. So yeah, I think if you can get anything in the top 75, 100% trade away. I think if you're, I don't, I'm not trading him for Terrence Ross. Oh, no, 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 no. I guess the point of my question was to say that I think his name value outweighs his actual fantasy value this oh. season. 
um, probably every season for the rest of his career. And that, that could be too. Um, we'll see how he plays this year. Obviously. I, I also think it's just going to be a slow start for him too. I mean, if you haven't played in an actual NBA game in two and a half years, like I don't expect you to hit the ground running. No, not at all. The speed is such a, uh, that's the one thing all these players say is that the speed of an NBA game is the real like X factor that they have to like, you can't prepare for. Like it's, yeah. it's always much, much higher guys who are rookies coming in. They're like, yeah, this, it's just so much faster. Right. And so I just don't, I don't see him setting the world on fire um, from minute one. I just don't. No, I don't either. Uh, let's talk about the weirdest team of them all. Um, the Houston Rockets who uh, apparently Kevin Porter and, and Christian Wood uh, got in a huge fight argument with uh, one of the coaches and Kevin Porter left and then Christian Wood refused to play. And we don't really even know what's going to happen. I mean, they've been suspended by the team, I think, but like what the shit is going to happen from there have no idea. Uh, you got Alfred Sigurd out. You got John Wall still inactive. You got a guy named Josh Christopher uh, who putting up decent numbers. You got Garrison Matthews starting. We got Jalen Green like kind of middling here who, who should be taking over this team. Eric Gordon might be on the way out. What am I doing here? They've had the weirdest season too because they're 10 and 28 and they had a seven game win streak. Yeah, what the shit? Like, how's that even possible? They've lost, what, two, four, six, eight. They've lost eight in a row. Yeah. Um, they play the Wizards on Wednesday night. Um, is there a question about this Rockets team? I don't know what to tell you um, if there is a question. Do you like Josh Christopher? Do you like Garrison Matthews for the short term? I, well, we mentioned start? Matthews on the last episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I think Garrison Matthews is going to be good, and he's going to be worth rostering for a hot second. Um, they Might be longer a than a hot second, <laughs> right? You know, they converted him. Dude he is also his nickname is Gary Bird, which is just fantastic. Um, that is good. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's a points and threes type of streamer guy, maybe a steal. Um, so if you need those kind of stats, great, stream him. Um, Josh Christopher's young. There's a lot of mistakes. Um, this game against Philly, they only had 11 turnovers. That's a, a very low number for them. Um, Josh Christopher is probably more of a streamer for me than a guy you are going to hold. Um, the rest of this team, I don't know, man. Like, I just – I don't really want to watch too many Rockets games. They're, I certainly don't want to watch any Rockets games. Uh, if Jalen Green is on your waiver wire, do you pick him up? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, we're to the point now where we see a lot of rookies kind of turn that corner and start playing better. So um, I'll take the the chance on a super talented kid who was picked second overall. Yeah, why not? Um, Houston's going to be weird, but I think there's going to be value there because we, since we don't know what's going to go in there, I think there's a lot of streaming value there. So pay attention to the Houston schedule. We do have a weird week this week. Um, there's a it's It's very hard. I think to um, properly stream this week because you have so many uh, games on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, and so few games on Tuesday, Thursday, Um, but it can be done. Obviously you're going to have to focus on, uh, you know, weird guys on the Cavs for Tuesday, maybe, Um, or uh, focus on the Grizzlies who have five games 
this week. Um, the Knicks, as we talked about, Obi Toppin, uh, though Randall is supposed to be back, uh, they are also a Tuesday, Thursday team. Is there any, I guess, anything in week 12 that you uh, want to point out, Tyler? Uh, no, it's strange. You mentioned that. Um, the streaming this week is, in a word, not good for yes, me. I found it very um, hard so far. Like, it's just, you know, there's not a lot of games on three of the days, and then there's four days where you're probably not fitting anyone into your lineup. So it's not great. Um, I'm not even going to mention anybody I would pick up because the last couple of times I've done that, that person's gone in the health and safety protocols <laughs> almost immediately. So it doesn't seem like a great strategy for me. So I'm just not going to do that. Um, you can look at it for yourself, right? I mean, the, the light days are Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, the teams playing all of those days would be the Grizzlies, the Knicks, and the Suns. If you're looking for a streamer, I'd go to one of those teams, figure out who is actually going to play, pick up some of those guys, enjoy them. The Grizzlies do play five times this week. Um, they played on Monday, so they got four games left. Um, so I guess if you're looking for a streamer for the rest of this week, Grizzly seems like a great guy considering they play four times still. Yes. Um, other than that, I mean, there's not there's not a ton I want to say about this week. Um, the game of the week is on Wednesday night, Warriors Mavericks. They're putting Dirk's number forty one into the rafters. So, um, oh, that's beautiful. a game a game everyone should check out. Absolutely beautiful. Shout out to Dirk, one of the greatest of all time. Uh, maybe even the hardest finals journey of them all, going up against the uh, the big three in Miami after they uh, mocked him, mocked him for being sick, even karma. Karma's a bitch motherfucker. That whole, that whole playoffs was pretty impressive. I mean, they beat the Lakers, right. Who had swept the Lakers who had won the last two, the two championships before that. And then they beat that Oklahoma city thunder team. Who were great. Right. I mean, that had, that had Harden Westbrook, KD, Serge Ibaka, um, they were fantastic. They ended up in the finals the next year, right? I'm not, yeah. Was it the next year they ended up in the finals? No, Spurs ended up in the finals next yes. year. It was two years after they ended up in the finals. They were good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, that was an incredible run by Dirk. And Dirk is maybe one of the most underrated all-time great players in some ways. So, still somehow underrated. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people love him. And still, I think he's left out or or put surprisingly low when all these bullshit lists come out. Um, Does feel like he was overlooked a lot. Uh, I think you do have to factor in um, the fluky year where they they basically had the best record in the league and they lost in the first round. Um, Like, having the best record in the league does mean some does mean something that doesn't mean you were a very good team very good player even if you didn't win the finals and then you also got to factor in the fact that uh Dwayne Wade averaged about 33 free throws a game in Dirk's first attempt to beat the Heat and that I'm that finals was obviously rigged like it's not even a question 2006 it's it was a it was a year it was um Absolute, you know what I think, but uh, certainly, um, yeah, the Heat won. There's no, there's no change in it. Um, but yeah, Dirk taking two teams to the finals, 
Um, and not great. Like they were great because of him. They weren't like, oh man, like Kyrie's on this team. You know what I mean? Yeah, that doesn't get talked about enough too. I think is that Dirk, Dirk willed two Mavericks teams to the finals that may not have been spectacular teams. Absolutely. So shout out to Dirk. Um, all all respect to Dirk on this podcast. Uh, be sure to watch his retirement. Um, if, you know, stream it. Stream it if you if you get if you get if you don't have NBA TV, it's not gonna be on TV. Is it gonna be on TV? It's on ESPN, man. You can enjoy it. You can all enjoy it. Um, stream it anyway. Do whatever you want. Uh, we hope you enjoy week 12. We hope you are uh, weathering the storm, treading water uh, with all these replacement players uh, for the last week in the next probably couple weeks here. Uh, be sure to be active on that waiver wire. Maybe add a few guys that you want to drop just to stay afloat. Because uh, I do think there are some, uh, you know, replacement players out there, as we talked about today, the replacement player all-stars uh, who can keep you afloat. Maybe even win you a few weeks, give you a little bit of an advantage uh, going into the trade season. I think that's it for today. You can find me on Twitter at watch the boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P Watts. If you like the show, please rate review us or patreon.com slash watching the boxes, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. And that's it. See ya next time. Stay safe.